Welcome to another episode of In the Spirit of Horse. This week it's uh, just me. I'm all alone. And I want to talk about something that's really been on my mind recently and particularly this week. It's authenticity and belonging and the urge to perform and being unapologetically ourselves. I think I'm going to caption this all just as authenticity. I've really been thinking about it recently. Uh, This whole past year for me has really been a journey back to self-love. I had a bit of a hard year this this past, like 2017. It was pretty hard. And it just like got me realizing how much I needed to connect very consciously with self-love and cultivate that more deeply. I've come to find that authenticity and self-love are just so directly related. My journey for self-love has become a journey of authenticity and embracing my truest self, you could say. And the reason I feel really inspired to talk about it this week is because I actually had a very interesting past week. This past week has been a little bit different for me, and it's just gotten me thinking a lot and has actually had me really inspired around this whole topic. This will relate back to horses because I think uh, one of the best ways to connect with horses is to connect with them from your most um, authentic self. But this past week has actually been more focused on humans, and I've been using humans to uh, kind of mirror back my relationship with horses when I guess people usually talk about it vice versa. But either way, it's all the same. This past week, I actually went on a trip with some new people It was a really great, amazing trip, but it was also very intense. And I took the opportunity to kind of observe myself in this new situation with these new people and just kind of be mindful of how I was feeling and how I was acting and what urges came up and what different things triggered different responses in me and just kind of really observe myself throughout the whole thing and just kind of take notice. I really started to see this pattern in my behavior, this urge to perform, uh, this sort of urge to feel a sense of a belonging and the need to sort of perform for that. So I don't mean like literally like get up and like la-di-da, like perform, you know, but, but to be charming and to be positive and to be funny, you know, as funny as I can be. And just kind of this urge to like put on not to put on a show, but to be on, just to be on for the, for the trip. And I was looking at that in myself when perhaps maybe in the past, I would have just felt the urge to do this and just kind of like gone along with it and just kept going. But, um, I was really looking at it and I could feel how the more I felt this urge to perform, the less I was really into it, the less authentic it felt and the more energy I felt kind of draining from me. And this wasn't anything drastic. Like it was a really great, great trip, but still I was really curious about this. Why do I feel the need to kind of like put on this show? Why do I feel the need to 
not so much change, but more enhance, maybe in change too, but enhance who I am in order to feel belonging here. And we're on this trip and it's kind of isolated. So I think the need to belong in this kind of um, situation felt heightened because it's a limited amount of people and we're kind of, we were going off camping and it, and it's just kind of like small place. So really there's like no cell service, no, not too much like connection with the outside. So the sense of belonging really had to come from within or had to come from this group. And, and I was just noticing how the need to be accepted was sort of standing in the way of my authenticity. I think it's Brene Brown who says that, um, the only way to really connect is to be your authentic self, to be truly who you are. So it was interesting to see how the more I needed that connection, if it was coming from a place of needing to perform or needing to change or needing to enhance myself, the harder it was to actually connect. So watching this in myself, I started to take more notice of how I was actually feeling versus how I was acting or how I was feeling I needed to act in the moment. And it was really interesting how this came up for me. The most literal way it came up for me was in, was in humor, actually. I felt this need to be funny, uh, to kind of show that part of my personality. And like playfulness and humor is a huge, huge part of my personality. I don't know if that always comes through on my Instagram or, um, I think more and more on this podcast, but it's actually like a huge, really important to me. I, um, value it so much, but it was interesting because normally that just kind of flows. It's something that I don't think about too much and, and it's just part of me. But as I was feeling the need to belong, I was feeling the need to be more, to be funnier, um, to make more jokes. And, you know, the more you push that, the, the farther away the actual humor goes. But what I found was most interesting was also my reaction to jokes being made. And this just felt so literal to me. But I found myself laughing at a lot of things I actually didn't find funny. And that's not to say anything about like people not being funny or, you know, the group wasn't fun, nothing like that. But more, was I in the mind space to laugh? You know, was I in that kind of humorous mood? And the truth was on this trip, sometimes no, I wasn't. I didn't, I wasn't necessarily like finding things as funny as I might if I was uh, in a different situation. You know, maybe people are making jokes and I really just want to stare out the window and like contemplate the clouds. I don't know. But either way, my laughter didn't feel that authentic. And so I was watching myself laugh in these moments where I was really pushing myself to laugh, there wasn't really anything genuine in my laughter. Oh, I'm saying it now like that. It just sounds like so bad. I don't know. It just sounds so annoying. I was just like laughing and I didn't mean it. I promise there was like no bad intent in it, but, but it was curious that I, that I was laughing. I think yoga girl said this on one of her podcasts, Yoga Girl. It's like conversations from the heart with Yoga Girl. I love it. She said something like, being inauthentic in moments like this where you're, you're either staying in a conversation you don't want to be in or you're 
I guess kind of just like performing in a way, like doing things you don't want to do, that it feels like a mini betrayal to yourself, like a mini betrayal to your soul that really resonated with me. Like just on this really simple level about laughing when I didn't feel like laughing, that there was something in that that felt almost like a mini betrayal to myself, a a little betrayal to my soul, that I just wasn't being authentically where I was at in that moment. I wasn't being authentic to how I was feeling in that moment. I was pushing to be something else, either to feel accepted or to feel good enough or to feel worthy. I was pushing myself to be something or to act in some way that I wasn't, to be somewhere I wasn't, to be someone I wasn't in that very moment. And I just found that so profound. So I decided to stop. Towards the end of this trip, I just, I decided to just be a little bit more true to how I was actually feeling. So if I felt like looking out the window and just kind of having a melancholy moment to myself or or if I felt like just kind of kind of letting go of the charming positive outgoing role and just kind of sing back, I just let myself do that. And I let myself just be where I was at and be authentic to how I was feeling. And at first, it, it was a little weird, I must say. I embrace a lot of my personality. I I embrace a lot of my quirks and I embrace who I am for the most part. But there are these little subtle things such as even how you're feeling in that moment that I'm finding are really important. Because there are times, like I said, where I feel insanely playful and really just want to laugh and be crazy and outgoing. And that is authentically me. But staying authentic to how I'm feeling in the very moment, in this present moment, that's something I'm kind of taking a new look at. So I'm asking myself more, where am I in this moment? How do I feel right now? And am I being authentic to that feeling? Am I being authentic to me in this moment? And that's not to say I'm going to let my emotions just take me on a crazy roller coaster of like incompassionate behavior or, you know, being mean to others or anything like that, but more staying connected to where I'm at and to honor where I'm at. So now finally back to horses. This just got me thinking a lot about how I approach the horses and where I'm at when I go in with them, honoring where I'm at when I head into the pasture or Um, go to play with them or just in our interactions, like being more mindful of where am I at and how can I be authentic going in so that we can have an authentic connection. I want to meet my horses from a place of inherent belonging versus trying to shape myself into something worth loving. I think that's really the key I've been thinking about recently because when we inherently know our worth, when we realize that we belong just as we are for who we are and there's no need to change, there's no need to improve or alter ourselves in order to deserve belonging and deserve love, then we can go in authentic and ready to give all the love that we have. But if we're feeling unworthy of love, And like we need to prove ourselves in order to be worthy or we need to be perfect 
in order to be worthy of love, of anyone's love, of love from a horse or love from a human or most importantly, love from ourselves, then we start to lose our authenticity and drop into a place of of fear and of shame. Like I said, this has been a big journey of self-love for me. And I see authenticity as this vital aspect of that. To love myself exactly as I am right now without chasing some perfect version of what I could be. Some imagined version of, of when I'll be deserving of love. You know, when I am more productive or when I am better looking or when I am, or when I am doing more. Or when I have my life more together, then I'll be deserving of love. That's not real love. It's so conditional. And that sort of conditional love traps us in a place of constant becoming and constant fear of not belonging. If we're constantly feeling unworthy as we are, we can't fully accept the love we're being given and we can't fully give all the love we have to give. I've been on this journey of not only accepting, but also working to love my imperfections and embrace my authenticity. If authenticity really is the only true road to connection, which I think it is, then if we're coming to the horse without it, we're limiting the amount of real connection we can have. But we have to be so compassionate with ourselves on the road there. That's part of the self-love journey, I believe. After reflecting on this past week and actually for the past few months, I have noticed myself pushing myself with the horses to be in a place that I'm not. Maybe to do something I don't feel like doing or trying to fit some image of what I should be doing rather than feeling out my truth in that moment. And that might sound a little cryptic. Okay, to give an example, pushing myself to play with the horses when I don't feel like playing in that moment? How can I ask the horses to be authentic with me and to, to play with me and want to play if I myself am not even in the mind space of wanting to do that? I've found myself with the horses sometimes pushing to do the things I think I should be doing rather than the things that feel right and good in the moment. You could say I find myself pushing myself to perform rather than being authentic with them in that moment. And I wonder to myself now, like, who am I trying to prove this to? Am I trying to prove it to the horses? Because they certainly don't care. Am I trying to prove it to other people? You know, what I should be doing as a good horse person? Yes. Yeah. I definitely think there's, there's something in that. And I think I'm mainly trying to prove it to myself. I have some idea of what does it mean to be a horsewoman? Or I hate this term, but it still comes up to me. What does it mean to be a trainer, a horse trainer? If I don't feel like, quote, working with my horses or I'm feeling uninspired by play, then what am I doing? Who am I? Like, I've had a little bit of an identity crisis. What am I trying to do? Who am I trying to prove? What am I trying to prove? I've worked through a lot of the expectations of the horse world. I don't feel pressure to be a rider I don't feel pressure to compete. I don't feel pressure to to do all these very traditional horse um, activities. I've really worked through them, and it's been a long road of doing that. 
but I'm noticing that I still feel pressure to perform in other ways. What does it mean to be a Liberty horsemanship trainer? And what does it say about me if I don't authentically feel like doing that that much right now? What does it say about me if I don't feel like, quote, training? And there's a line, you know, between, oh, I don't feel like doing that right now. And, and feeling, I guess, uninspired, having a deeper knowing that, um, that you're not feeling called to do that right now. How do we stay authentic to that, to honoring where we are? For me, I think it's hard with this one, maybe the hardest with this, because I do put so much of my worth in being this kind of like a liberty horsemanship horsewoman. And the ideas of what that means to me, it's become a strong belief system and it's deeply ingrained. And so now what does it mean about me if my authentic desire is shifting? Does it mean I'm unworthy? No, it doesn't. The critical voice in my head wants to say, oh yeah, like it, like totally unworthy, totally imperfect. But the voice of love just wants me to be authentic and just wants me to say it and just wants me to, to see this aspect of me, this changing part of me without fear. Or if, it, if there is fear, which there is, to still see it with bravery to see it with courage and to, and to embrace where I'm at and how I feel and where I am with love and with self-acceptance and knowing that despite any imperfections, I am worthy because I'm inherently worthy. We all are. We are all inherently worthy just as we are right now. No need to change and no need to improve. You're worthy of all the love and all the belonging right now. Uh, so that's been my, my week. <laughs> and I guess my past many months leading up to all of this and, and it will continue to grow forward. But yeah, <laughs> the search for authenticity is, is really a beautiful one. <laughs> And has inspired me a lot. It's, it's given me the permission to be inspired by things that are new and stop like holding on so much to what I think I know, holding on to what is known and holding on to control. Trying to stay the same is like trying to grasp the air, like <laughs> trying to just control everything around you. And, you know, there's nothing there to hold on to because your authenticity is fluid if we could just sink into that authenticity and we could just like let go, we'd realize like we can breathe. Oh, we can breathe and we can just be. I think that letting go is just so much, it's like so much easier than we think. Like in, in some ways it's so much harder than it, like to be truly ourselves should be easy, but like it's so much harder to do that than, than we'd hope. But also it's, it's still like, it's also easier in some ways. Because it is just like a letting go. It's just being where you are. Yeah, it's both easier and harder <laughs> and so worth it. So I've been trying to ask myself recently with the training and with my horsemanship in general, I've been trying to just 
bravely ask myself, like, where am I? Where am I at? I had so much fears for so long about changing in this area because, like I said, my identity is so wrapped up in my relationship to the horses and in being, you know, a certain type of horse person, I guess. But I'm trying to just bravely now look at it and ask myself the questions like, what do I really want? What do I really feel? What inspires me? What doesn't inspire me? What, what am I moving on from that maybe I don't want to, but how can I come to my horses from a place of true authenticity? The other day I had this moment in the pasture where all of this just felt so clear to me. I was standing with Annie and Sierra and they were just grazing and part of me felt like I needed to go play or train, um, go do something really active because I had been kind of gone from them for a little while and I felt like I needed to get them out and I went down to them and I had all these plans for things we could do, but I really wasn't feeling any of them. Like, like I didn't really want to go play in the, in my traditional sense of the play. Like, like I was yearning for play, but something new, like I didn't feel like going into the arena or going out and, um, and doing kind of our usual thing. I was desperately, now that I look at it, like I was desperately wanting play, but just something new. And in that moment, our traditional play didn't really feel like play. It was feeling like more of a job, like something I needed to go do, like an obligation. And I was just standing there with them. And like this beautiful wave of happiness rushed over me. And I just had this feeling like, like it was kind of this big thought. What if at the end of my life, there were all these moments like this, all these moments where I could just be very content with my horses. And I realized that I had missed so many of these moments because I was trying to fit the mold of what I should be doing rather than truly enjoying where we were at. And I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but because it was, it was kind of conceptual at the time too, but it was like this big relief flooded over me. I started laughing, like laughing out loud. I, I was like, how silly would that be if like after, at the end of my life, I was just looking back and there were all these moments where I could have just been so happy with what I was doing. I could have just been so happy, genuinely enjoying what I was doing with them, but I instead thought I should be doing something else. So I stopped those moments in order to mold them into what I should be doing. And it really just felt so funny to me. I was just like, like, oh, wow, that would be a doozy. <laughs> like that would sure be kind of like a funny cosmic joke. And I'm not really interested in that. I don't really want that. And wow, like how amazing that I can just let go because, because it's just so unnecessary. It was kind of my thought like, wow, that's just so unnecessary. It's almost like I was laughing at the fact that like, like the stress is so made up. Like it's just so not real. Like the stress isn't actually here. I could just be with my horses right now, but the stress that I have something I should be doing, like it's just in my head, but it freed me in that moment. And I was like, 
yeah, why, why we can like, we don't have to go out. We don't have to go do these things that, you know, that I thought we should be doing. I'm just going to like fully enjoy this right now. And I, uh, I started lying on the ground and I actually started rolling around in the grass and I was kind of like on this like blissful high. I don't know. It, it really rushed over me and I was so happy and I was just like enjoying my horse's company so fully in a way I hadn't for a while. And I could tell like Annie really appreciated it because I think of all of the horses, most expectation is put on my relationship with me and Annie. And it's expectation that I just put there. You know, I don't try to, but but I know that of any of the horses, she probably feels the most. And I could tell she could appreciate this. And even more so, like, I could just appreciate being with her. And yeah, I spend a lot of time with my horses just being with them. But this was a little different because, I don't know, it, it felt playful. Like, there was no expectations to even be meditative about it. There was no expectations in it at all. It just was what it was. And it was great. And Annie was really enjoying it. And I think Sierra's really enjoying it. And it was just so free. Like there was nothing we had to do, not even like relax. Like I, I didn't have to relax and I didn't like end up like dancing through the pastures and like kind of going crazy at parts and then lying and rolling in the grass. And it was just really playful, really, really playful. And I ended up running around with, um, Leah, India and moon and, and just going crazy in the best way. And I think I felt free from the guilt, like for once of it, not looking how it was supposed to look or it not being what it was meant to be. And instead it was just so free. It was just so, so free. And I've come to realize that I put more expectation on myself with the horses than than I thought. And this is sort of my new wave of horsemanship realizations. It's just like this new level of freedom that is seriously making me question my whole identity. It is. <laughs> and it's making me question a lot of things in my relationship to horses, not my relationship to horses, but more just how I relate and in a good way, like in a good challenging way allowing me to be more free and to reach this new level of authenticity that maybe I've missed in the past. Or maybe, you know what? No, I think it's more like I've been authentic before, but it's just, there's a new wave rushing in. And what is authentic to me now is changing from what was authentic to me two years ago. And that's it. It's just that it's shifting. I'm shifting my relationship with the horses. It's shifting and that's okay. So long story short, I'm now really asking myself before I go in with the horses, where am I authentically at right now? Where am I authentically inspired? How do I authentically feel? Just what is my authenticity right now? Because the horses don't need you to perform for them. The horses don't need you to be something you're not or to, or to strive for a perfection that, that just could never be you. That's all our pressure as humans. That's all from us. None of it's coming from them. So it's safe to ask yourself, ask yourself before going in with the horses that question and get in touch and then meet the horses from that place. Because from that place, they can be authentic with you to know that they can be fully themselves with me, unbroken. I want that for both of us, undomesticated humans and undomesticated horses together running wild and free into the sunset. 
Thank you everyone so much for listening. This podcast for me is definitely one of the most authentic places for me to share right now. I'm really, really grateful for this. And I'm really, really grateful for you guys who are listening. If you like the show and feel like spreading the word, writing a review on iTunes and sharing the episodes and yeah, just letting your friends know about the this podcast, it's so, so greatly appreciated. It makes my week every time I see people enjoying the show and sharing it with their friends. So thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone who has done that. And I will see you all next Friday with a brand new episode. Bye.